comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Mr. Stark. Yeah? Agent Coulson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy from the uh, Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement Logistics Division. I need a new name for that. Yeah, I hear that a lot. That's being handled. That's what we do. Just call us sheep. Russell, grossest Super Bowl commercial ever. Go. Uh, the GoDaddy one we just saw. Ding, 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 ding. While it may be every geek's dream, that was pretty disgusting. I had to stand up in front of it so my nephews couldn't see it. I felt very uncomfortable and not from a a chick making out with a dude perspective, but just that noise that they made. I was like, really? You're going you're gonna to keep the smacking in there? I was like, yeah. that's not cool. That was not cool. Welcome, everybody, to S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, episode, uh, I guess it's 0.5 this time. This is Brad. I'm here with our good friend Russell, who is filling in for Johnny M. How you doing, Russell? Good, good. Johnny M's a working man, so uh, Russell's pulling the slack this evening. Thank you for doing that. Anytime. We had some interesting things come up as far as S.H.I.E.L.D.-related news goes on. Some are pretty awesome. Some are, you know... We'll see if it happens, and uh, some is uh, kind of like, whatever, dude. To me, that's all my interpretation of this news, but uh, we'll get to those. Um, I wanted to stop by shieldtv.net. They uh, host our podcast, and they have a page for uh, a blog for each of our episodes that go up, and we had some comments that some folks left on episode 0.4. Uh, entitled Timeline News and Speculation. Um, Agent Tal says, Someone needs to do homework and catch up on Dollhouse and Eureka. Enjoying your podcast. Look forward to the next episode. I assume he's talking about me, since I haven't seen either one of those. I would imagine so. Yeah, I will try to do so, Agent Tal. Let's see, there was another one. Oh, we had mentioned, we had been trying to speculate as to what night, perhaps... Shield might show up, and uh, what what night was it that the TV show Scandal airs? Uh, that's a good question. Hold the reason on. I ask is because we had talked about that, and Agent E uh, pipes in with some comments. He says, "I'm not sure why TV by the numbers would have listed Scandal on their bubble list. It's been getting very good ratings for a 10 p.m. show." Out of curiosity, I took a look at their site, and they've just listed this week that Scandal is certain to be renewed. While I think it would be a great pairing, I'm doubtful ABC would put S.H.I.E.L.D. on before or after Castle, unless they decide to move Castle to another night. Dancing with the Stars is apparently not going anywhere, since there's no so there's no room for another show on Monday nights. So I guess we had talked about maybe putting it up against Castle or next to Castle. Yeah, that's right. I really don't remember what we talked about in the last episode because it's been, I've slept since. Yeah. Yeah. We just, we were kind of generally speculating on like what would make a good night for it to show up and that Nathan Fillion has a lot of geek cred. He'd done some promo stuff um, with, uh, 
Robert Downey Jr. before Avengers came out, where Robert Downey Jr. came on and did a little promo piece with uh, with Nathan Fillion. So there was, I know after that, there was a lot of rampant speculation that he might be making an appearance in the Avengers, that he might be cast as Hank Pym. Uh, obviously, that didn't come out. Um, but yeah, we we're just trying to generally think like what would be a good night to be kind of like a good one-two punch, or either either have Shield be a lead into another show, or have another show be a lead into Shield. Um, we thought maybe that uh, that Castle would would be that that show, and it looks like Scandal is on on Thursday nights. Uh, okay. At at ten o'clock, nine p.m. Central. I remember us saying, "Please, not Friday," because that's where shows die. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I think if you go Friday, you like go big or go home, right? I mean, right. you you have to do Shield and then some other kind of like sci-fi geeky kind of show, and you just push the hell out of that as being this is this is the night for this sort of of TV, and you just have to you know hope that uh, that the if you build it, they will come. Agent David says, "Love your podcast, great show. Thank you, sir." I was rewatching the Iron Man 3 trailer, the official one, and came across something interesting. The villain's VO directly mentions S.H.I.E.L.D. in his announcement. It went something like this. Ladies, children, S.H.I.E.L.D., some people call me a terrorist. I consider myself a teacher. He goes on to say, I can't exactly tell if it was S.H.I.E.L.D. per se, but it was pretty close. Just wondering what your guys' take was on this. Maybe I'm reading too much into this, or maybe there is something on... Uh, bigger on the horizon for the Shield TV show. I actually, that was the Mandarin Ben Kingsley saying that, but I I actually don't remember exactly what he said. Did he mention Shield? I mean, if if he did, I would uh, I would think that that would be very natural because it's you know part of the Marvel universe. But it, it doesn't necessarily scream to me, hey, something you know is exciting gonna happen for the Shield show because the Mandarin mentioned him. He said sheep. Sheep, ladies, children, sheep. Some people call me a terrorist. I consider myself a teacher. Now that is from IMDb, so it's very possible that that could be um, bogus, and that uh, that your comment could be correct. That it could be Shield, uh, which would be kind of. It, I think it's interesting either way. I think it's more fitting Sheep because I think that's the point the Mandarin is trying to make as a terrorist. That. Uh, you know, that people are just kind of going about their daily lives and not paying attention to what's, you know, what's going on. So, uh, so it's interesting. Yeah, I, I think it makes more sense for him to say sheep. And uh, I, I like it better that way. Our good friend Des from Australia says, okay, you just blew, you guys just blew my mind. What if Colson has been an LMD the whole time? The thought never even crossed my mind until you guys were talking about it. Not sure how I would feel about this. Think the how the I think the whole idea of it was just a robot, and can be easily replaced kind of weakens the character, and reduces the impact of this death and any future deaths that may occur. My second point, though, is actually contradictory to my first point. That is, am I the only person that thinks Coulson didn't actually die in the Avengers? I mean, the first rule of comics is no body, no death. Fury is the one. Fury is the only one that confirms the death to everyone. We, the audience, and they, the Avengers, never saw a dead Coulson. And let's not forget the cards were in his locker incident. Honestly, I think that Coulson's death will be easily explained in one or two lines from Fury saying, I faked this so you good, you good guys would go fight the bad guys. Just my two Australian cents. Thanks, guys. Love the show. I think, you know, we all kind of think that maybe 
the case, or I, I don't, I wouldn't, it would, it would not be unexpected, you know, for them to, to say something like that, you know, I, we faked Colson's death, so you'd, you know, do what you had to do, so I, I, I think that would be very natural. I think if the original Colson didn't die, I think he's going to be pissed at Nick Fury for letting him get blood all over his Captain America trading cards that were in uh, near mint condition with a little foxing around some of the edges. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for uh, commenting on our episodes. Again, you can go to shieldtv.net, click on podcast. You can find uh, blog entries for all of our episodes, and you can make a comment uh, if you feel like doing so. All right, some of the news we got. Kobe Smulders says there are definite talks about her coming on the show, and it doesn't, and it doesn't interfere with her current schedule. This is this is good news, is it not? I think so. I I I, I like the character of Maria Hill. I think she got a little short shrifted in the Avengers, so it'd be nice to see her maybe have a little bit more prominent role in the TV show. Uh, I I remember saying on various podcasts that I thought the character the the character of Maria Hill didn't really wasn't translated well to the movie. Um it wasn't the the Maria Hill it she didn't come across as the Maria Hill that I knew from the comics. And I suppose that's okay. I think it would help the show if Kobe Smulders could could be on it. Um it doesn't in this article I'm looking at, it doesn't really say anything about whether it would be a, a guest spot or a recurring role or a regular. It doesn't say anything like that, but if there's a chance at all that she could be on it, I think it would only be good for the show because the more connection to the movie, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna get the big the big trio. We're not gonna get Iron Man and Captain America and Thor, you know, if at all it'll be rare so or maybe once so i think anything that ties it back in with the movie could only be a good thing yeah i agree I, what's interesting about the articles that i read they never have the interviewer point blank ask her if she'll appear in shield they they ask her about like reprising her role as maria hill or whatever or they they ask her about the character and her comments don't when she comments or answers the question, she doesn't specifically say shield. She says the you know, the, the quote I'm looking at, the commitments to how I met your mo- mother don't affect it. And I can't really say, but there are definite talks about it. Um, so, you know, sometimes these actors ask, are asked questions in like out on the red carpet or not in a formal setting where they've had time to prep answers. So I wasn't completely convinced that she was, responding in relation to the shield tv show that she was just responding in relation to either avengers 2 or some of the other marvel movies um but on the flip side of that every article i've i've read frames it in the from the point of view of the shield tv show but we know she's going to be in captain america the winter soldier we know she's coming back for uh avengers 2 and we do know now that uh, how i met your mother will be looking at its final season this coming fall so I think worst case, even if she shows up as a, you know, as a cameo or shows up as a recurring character in season one, if it gets picked up for a second season, um, which unless it just completely sucks, I think I think is a high probability that it'll get picked up for a second season, especially with 
you know, another, a movie, you know, it would basically lead into the next Avengers movie. So I would, I would be hard pressed for it not to, um, that she would maybe be a regular starting with season two. If she, if she wanted to continue on with television, that would be fun with me. I had forgotten that, um, that she was going to be in the next Captain America movie. It also, I'm looking at another article that I linked to from the previous article, and it says that uh, Scarlett Johansson's supposed to be in that as well. Yeah, yeah. And they're saying not just like a cameo, that she's having, a, she'll have a little bit more of a significant role. Uh, so that, again, interesting, because that, that cast is getting a little fat, and I'm, it, it starts to worry me when they start shoving too much in. So we already know... Um, you know, you know. I guess I won't spoil the whole Winter Soldier thing because if they play coy and don't say who it is, I don't want to spoil it. Just knowing what I know about the comics, it it we know who that is. Um, we know that uh, um, Falcon is going to show up. We know now that Scarlett Johansson is going to show up as um, as Black Widow. We know that Maria Hill is going to be in there. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that we're not going to get Sam Jackson in this one. So it could be that that's you know maybe why we get Maria Hill, but. Uh, it just concerns me that they're they're you know adding more and more. This article that I'm looking at does say does list Sam Jackson uh, in the the group of people that will be in it, but you never know what's going to happen. Um, down below it says uh, April fourth of fourteen, so just over a year away from that. I'm very excited. I uh, next to the Avengers, Captain America was my is my favorite of the Marvel movies. Uh, you know, just because I've, I've been waiting my whole life for kind of a spot on origin story, World War II epic type of uh, Captain America movie. And uh, I finally got it. And I think uh, it was just extremely well done. So next to the Avengers, that's like my number two. You mean the Captain America with the cool motorcycle from the 80s didn't do it for you? Uh, no. And that was mm. barely 80s, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, late 70s, early 80s, something around there. Um, we know filming has begun for Shizzle. There's a guy who works for Marvel on Twitter. He goes by Agent M. Yeah. And um, he has been posting some things here and there, tweeting some things. I actually saw a video, supposedly, of him outside a door that led to the set. And he opened it, and for about one second you got to see a a shot of the set, and then the video faded to black. So I don't know how accurate that was, but it it looked like the outside of a building. I think there was a car in the in the street. I mean, not a not a whole lot. We've seen some pictures of of vehicles, but you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of uh, actual glimpses shown to the public yet. Yeah, I really wish that ABC would have had the Super Bowl this year because I am I would almost guarantee that we would have gotten some sort of S.H.I.E.L.D. teaser uh, if they had the Super Bowl. Let's talk about the Marvel teaser we did see during the Super Bowl. Let's go on a little tangent. And we had heard there was supposed to be a big old Iron Man 3 trailer during the Super Bowl, right? Were you excited as I was? Yeah, they. what I heard is they bought a one-minute spot, which at $4 million for every 30 seconds, that's $8 million worth of, uh, worth of promo that I thought we were going to see. And how long was the thing on there? 30 seconds? That Yeah, it had to be a 30-second spot. But it gave us a link, well, an address that we could go on Facebook to actually see a longer spot, right? It was a minute and a half. But guess what? It was an extended look, right? 
And guess what happened for the first 30 seconds of that 90-second spot? You saw it. Robert Downey Jr. was just staring at you. It was an extended, he gave an extended look. I was so angry. I was so, angry is not the right word. I was, I felt cheated, you know? Well, it's funny because uh, I thought my internet had kind of hiccuped. And I thought it was just like, <laughs> like it, it, it the video, yeah, the video wasn't quite catching up that it, the video uh-huh. froze, um, and, and it, and it was still continuing on. Uh, but no, that, that, and I get the joke. Um, I do too. But then if you're going to make us sit through 30 seconds of that, give us 60 seconds of awesomeness. Yeah. And they gave us what, maybe, maybe 20 seconds of new stuff. Yeah. If that, I mean, yeah, if that, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of new and, and some of the, the quote unquote new was just maybe extended, uh, looks or, uh, a, a different take on what we've already seen, you know, maybe, maybe instead of, you know, they showed us five seconds in the trailer. We got like the next five seconds, um, you know, in this, I, I think, uh, I, I, I'm like you, I was expecting a lot more and I'm curious if this is, if we're going to see this as a trend now, uh, not to get too far off on Super Bowl, but you know, these, these spots are getting so expensive. It's like you do a 30 second teaser and then tell everybody to go to another site to see a longer look, you know? So you kind of cheat, right? You get, you get a hundred and some odd million eyeballs looking at, uh, you know, looking at your ad and then hopefully that translates over to another site where you don't have to pay $4 million for thir- for every 30 seconds. So that wouldn't, that would not surprise me at all. Wasn't there something similar to that with the Avengers trailer last year? I th- Or maybe it was just that they showed the whole thing. And at the end they said, Hey, you can go to Facebook and watch this again. I think that's what it was. Yeah. But it, it's not going to surprise me at all. If, if we get, little 15 second deals 30 at the most with a link that's used utilizing social marketing you know a smart way well especially too with facebook you know now you just go to facebook.com slash and then a name right you know you don't have to do go to www.marvel.com slash movie slash this slash that dot htm you know people are you forgot http colon backslash backslash or forward slash yeah have you seen any of the pictures that have been few and far between first for the shield tv show yeah 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 i've seen a few um you know again i don't get too jazzed up about that kind of stuff because it's very controlled they're only letting you see what you want to see um you can't really make anything out you know you're not going to derive any plot details from from what you're seeing it's kind of cool to see the vehicles you know that we're seeing with the shield logo and stuff like that um so i'm you know i'm waiting for you know, something a little more official. Uh, and I, I imagine with Joss Whedon being in control and the way that Clark Gregg is really kind of taking on that Phil Coulson role, I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see him do something on the internet or, or somewhere on, you know, Twitter or Facebook or something where he introduces some kind of first look or behind the scenes or something like that, because he's, uh, like I said, he's just, uh, he's that kind of guy. I mean, when we saw him at New York Comic Con for the, Avengers panel back in October of, of 2011, he was just, I mean, they were, you know, all great people, but he's just so into it. I mean, and you could tell he's a true fan because I mean, he can quote, you know, comic storylines and he loves the cosmic stuff and Jim Starlin and, you know, he was, you know, shooting out issue numbers for, for things like that. So he's, he's in the know for sure. He's, he's the real deal. It's only been a good deal that he's been associated with this. Uh, let's see what's next on our list. Official social media accounts 
have been launched. Uh, we've got an official Twitter for the Shield TV show. It's uh, ABC underscore Shield. Uh, Jed Whedon is on Twitter at J E D W H E D O N. And Marissa, I can't say her last name, Tancheron. Tancheron. Can you say that? Yeah, that's how Tantron. I say it. Tancheron. Hers is M O T A N C H A R O E N. They're both on Twitter, um, tweeting about the series. Clark Gregg is also on Twitter. It's Clark Gregg. All one word. Ming-Na Wen is on Twitter as Ming-Na, M-I-N-G-N-A. Um, of course, the official Facebook, facebook.com slash shield. So, you know, Agent picking M. up steam. Yeah. Agent Ryan, it's uh, Ryan Penagos, who is the, his official title is Executive Editorial Director for Marvel Digital Media Group and Marvel.com. Okay. Um, but his his Twitter handle is agent underscore m. Yeah, you can follow him. That's where I saw a link to that that Wait. video of him. I'm sorry, it is no underscore. I apologize. It's agent m. Okay, not a lot to say about the social media deal other than you know if you want to follow him. If you need more Shield news, then you can stand and you can shake a stick at. Uh, you can follow those. Um, let's talk about tangentially related Marvel movie news. Of what we're calling Marvel Wave 3 of new rumored movies coming out. Let's do a, a quick rundown. What is considered to be part of Wave 1, Russell? Wave 1 is Iron Man, Iron Man 2, The, Incre- the Incredible Hulk, Thor, Captain America, and The Avengers. Okay, Wave 2 will be the new Captain America movie. Not necessarily in this order, but the new Captain America movie. The new Thor movie. What else? Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. That's that's pretty close, isn't it? Yeah. And then Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers 2. Guardians of the Galaxy is supposed to happen before Avengers 2. Yeah, I believe that's going to be the, the winter of 2014, I think, because we're getting... Um, we're we're getting Captain America as the the quote unquote summer movie, even though it hits in April. So it's going to be an early, you know. I think they're kind of jump on that early and hope it has legs. Uh, and then the winter movie, if I understand correctly, is Guardians of the Galaxy. That's going to be like the October November time frame slot. So we're going to get Iron Man three and Thor this year. Yes. Right. Yes. Then we'll yes. get we'll get Captain America. Guardians of the Galaxy next year, and then we'll get Avengers in 2015? Yes. I think at the end of 2015 is when we're getting Ant-Man. I think that maybe the the winner 2015 is Ant-Man, if I'm not mistaken. But it's Edgar Wright, so I think anything is, is up in the air, you know, as far as he's concerned. He, he tends to take his time. Are we going to call that Wave 3? Yeah. Yeah. I think the each wave ends with an Avengers movie. It feels like it yeah. does anyway. Yeah, I think that's the So plan. it's not exactly new news for the Ant-Man movie, but there have been some new rumors going around about a possible Doctor Strange movie, and that looks like it's becoming a, more of a reality. And then, what do you think about Doctor Strange, first off? I mean, for people who are listening to this show because they enjoy the Avengers movie and they don't know anything about it. Doctor Strange is going to be 
I'm afraid it might be a hard sell for some folks. Then again, maybe it, it depends on who um, you get to be you in. You know, yeah, I, I think that's a lot of it. I think it depends on how much they go into magic, and maybe I think they may take the the Thor route, where I think Thor, a lot of people thought was going to be a tough sell because he's a god, he comes from a place with other gods, and they really just kind of turned it into. They're aliens. They're from another, either you know, however you want to dimension, or they're 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 you know a part of this other, um, you know, part of of the universe, um, and more tied into the cosmic side of things than into this spiritual, godly, you know, kind of thing. Um, and I think if they go that route and kind of expand, I I I guess what I'm getting at is I see Doctor Strange maybe having more in common with Thor than I do with the other with the other movies, especially when it comes to uh, some of the artifacts that he has, the Eye of Agamotto, um, you know, him fighting Dormammu, which is kind of in this other dimension, so they could kind of tie it into, you know, Thor that way. I think it might work that... Uh, it, yeah. I start, it's a tough balance. It is. I, you know, I, I start to say one thing, and then I go, well, you know, it, it, I want it to work. I really do. I think this one, I think Doctor Strange could be more of a personal movie, um, kind of sort of along the same lines as maybe Captain America, right? Where it's more about the man. It's a, it's more about his journey and his, you know, personal hangups and his personal demons. Uh, and I think the story of Doctor Strange can play into that because he's kind of, you know, it's it's kind of like the opposite of of Captain America. Uh, in in a way, and a little bit like Tony Stark, you know, he starts out, he's very arrogant, he's very cocky, he's very self-assured, um, he thinks, you know, his stuff doesn't stink, um, and then he's kind of taken down a couple pegs, um, and and, and kind of has to make things right, so he, he's kind of forced into become the hero, doesn't really want to be the hero, whereas, like with Steve Rogers, it's kind of the opposite, he starts out not as the hero, but really wants to be, um, and then becomes it, um, and, and, and and then is is shunned once he you know kind of becomes this hero until he he proves himself. Um, so I th- I think I think it could be kind of along those lines where it's more it's a little bit more of a personal uh, story. And I think with the right actor and the right story and the right director, I mean obviously like any movie, um, I I think they can work. I mean Marvel they've got they've certainly got the momentum. I mean that's the one thing. I mean if they slap that Marvel logo and somehow find a way to tie it into the other universe to the rest of the Marvel universe, it's it's going to make 200 million, you know, just just because. Yeah, and all the Marvel movies that have been tied into the the Marvel universe together have they've been very pleasing to me. Um the ones that are aside from the continuity that they've developed some of those have been okay. Some of them have been pretty disappointing. So we can only hope that, you know, maybe it's as simple as being associated with the Marvel movie universe that would, it can only help something like a Doctor Strange movie come across as, you know, something that may be, for lack of a better word, important. Uh, then the other rumors we've been hearing are about a new Hulk solo movie. Uh, there were some jibba-jabba about that a few months ago, but some of the recent buzz is that it may follow one of the storylines in the comic book, which is one of my favorite Hulk storylines ever. It's called Planet Hulk. Uh, Basically what happens is, and some of the speculation was looked at as, well, if this is true about this this new Hulk movie we're hearing about, it kind of spoils the end of 
Avengers 2, maybe. And I don't know that it does or doesn't, but, I mean, all it tells me is that it, the Hulk makes it out of Avengers 2. It's basically what, you know, the only thing that gets spoiled, if, if in fact that does get spoiled. But the Planet Hulk storyline basically was a group of important Marvel heroes got together some of which are in the current Marvel movie universe, some of which are not because of movie rights to other studios. But this group of Marvel heroes got together and said, you know what, we love our friend Bruce Banner, but when he's the Hulk, he's too dangerous. We need to remove him from the Earth, from the situation. It only, it's only going to benefit the Earth. So let's send him away to another planet where he can live in peace because all he's ever done is say Hulk want to be left alone. And things go awry. He ends up on a different planet, a different situation. It was a fantastic storyline. Did you like this story? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I even bought they they did an anim- Marvel did an animated feature um, on it, and it's it's a bit abbreviated, but I, I thought it was still actually pretty well done. If they kind of stick to that, it would make for an interesting Hulk solo movie. In the comics, he comes back to Earth, and they have what's called World War Hulk. If they follow that, that could make for an interesting Avengers 3. That's one way to take the story. So, you know, I've always loved the Hulk. Like the Hulk, I'm always angry. I just can hide it sometimes. Um, I would be happy with a Hulk solo movie with Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. I wasn't a huge fan of Ed Norton. I love Ed Norton, but he just didn't click for me as Bruce Banner. What about you? Did you did he click for you as Bruce Banner? Yeah, he did, definitely. I was very happy with that. Really? Ed Norton? No, no, I'm sorry. No, I thought I'm I I'm sorry. I thought you meant Ruffalo. No, I, I I he was fine um until I saw what Ruffalo did and then when I saw what Ruffalo did, I was like Yeah, Norton's not so not as good as I thought. You but know, I mean, I didn't dislike him. Let, let me put it that way. Norton might have if he had worn glasses and stuff, he might have looked a little more like what puny Banner might traditionally look like in the comics. But as far as personality and mannerisms and stuff, I think Mark Ruffalo filled those shoes really well. Oh, I agree. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with with that Marvel Wave 3. That'll be interesting. Can you think back a few years when we first saw Iron Man and we thought, Man, what's coming next? How can it get any better than this? And look at us now. We're on the other side of Avengers. We're talking about a third Iron Man movie. We're talking about... You know, back then, if you if you had said to me when we walked out of the first Iron Man, Brad, here in a few years, we're going to be walking out of a Captain America and a Thor movie. I would have looked at you and said, you're crazy. Yeah, I just... I can't believe how this is all pulled together so well. I mean... I was just a skeptical, hopeful, very, very, very hopeful, um, but very skeptical. And, I mean, in my personal opinion, I think The Avengers is the greatest superhero movie ever made. I mean, simply for the fact that they were able to pull it off. I mean, you're pulling in, you know, essentially six heroes, if, if you count, you know, everybody. Um, seven, if you if you count Nick Fury. And put them in a movie together and it works. Um and you have Loki as one of the main villains, which you know goes completely back to Avengers, you know the comic number one from the early '60s. Um, it you know that alone bumps it up a couple notches in my opinion. But it, you know anyway, we we beat that horse well enough. But but 
just the fact that they're able to keep the momentum going and, and, you know, hopefully we'll definitely see the fruit of that fruits of those labors. But, uh, but yeah, I couldn't be, I couldn't be happier. I literally, if I would have thought, thought it up in my mind, I don't think it could have been as good as what we've been seeing. No, I certainly agree. And the, the concept of a shield TV show, I would have, I would have laughed myself to death if you had brought that up, but, uh, here we are, man. And, um, I'm looking forward to it, obviously. When is, uh, uh, I was going to say, when is the fall? I know when the fall is. I'm just tired of waiting already, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Another bit of casting news that we got, speaking of, uh, you know, Wave 2, Wave 3 stuff, is uh, Chris Pratt from Parks and Recreation, which is a show I do not watch. I've never watched Parks and Rec, but he's been cast as Peter Quill, the Star-Lord, in Guardians of the Galaxy, and... He it's it's kind of a pivotal role because that cast of characters they're going to be using are all aliens. There's going to probably be a lot of CGI characters. I mean, certainly Rocket Raccoon, Groot, which is basically a big uh, talking tree. Um, you hear that? You hear that? That's listeners dropping like flies right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think they could do some really funny stuff with Rocket Raccoon. I could easily see him being the Hulk of the Guardians of the Galaxy and just stealing the show and making people laugh. Um but he is kind of the human character that's snatched up from Earth and thrown into this this cosmic world. So I think he's going to be our grounding character uh, for that movie. So somebody that, uh, you know, I've talked to other people that watch Parks and Rec and have seen him in some other stuff. He does have some range. I mean, he was in, um, he played one of the Navy SEALs in Zero Dark Thirty. Um, he's been in some, uh, he, he played Hatterberg in uh, one of the, the kind of the, felt was a washed up baseball player in um, Moneyball with Brad Pitt. Um, and then his comedic side on Parks and Recreation. So I think he's he's got enough range. I think he can he can pull it off. Like again, I think it just comes down to how good is the script. I would agree. I've I've seen the first season of Parks and Rec, and I enjoyed it very much. I just never got around to following up. But uh, and I like him as an actor. I think he's really good. I enjoyed him in what I've seen. And uh, it will be uh, it will be interesting that movie Guardians of the Galaxy to see if they can actually pull that off. That one's this is the one out of even more so than Thor. I'm, you know, I, I always thought Thor had a small chance. I'm not so sure that Guardians of the Galaxy has a chance to, to be successful, but we'll see. You know, if, uh, if you can have six or seven paranormal activities, why can't you have one good uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, I, I think this is the biggest gamble Marvel is making. Uh, without a doubt, because again, it's going to be a heavy CGI affair. But I, I think if this one hits, I think it's going to hit really big. I think, uh, I think it just has that potential to get people talking about it and get people flocking to the theater. So I, I don't think it's going to be a moderate success. I really believe it's going to be an absolute blockbuster, or it's going to be a complete and utter disaster. I mean, I, I really don't see this being like a 150 to 250 million. I think it's either going to do like 75 million or it's going to hit like 350 million. I, I really believe that. I'm going to save this audio clip of you saying that and we'll play it somewhere on one of our podcasts and we'll see just how uh, accurate you are. Sure. Bring it up later. <laughs> well that's really all we've got to talk about this episode not a whole lot short and sweet um thank you for listening russell thank you for being a part of this always you can follow us at shield podcast and on twitter it's at shield podcast 
You can search Shield Podcast on Facebook. Find us there. And uh, I guess we'll be back when we get some more uh, news worth uh, talking about, huh? Yeah, I would think, you know, probably in a couple few weeks as, as they get closer to wrapping up on the pilot, we'll we'll probably get more official stuff or some footage or, um, you know, more pictures or, or something like that. All right. Until then, you guys, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Take it easy.